Hello, I'm Russell Shaw, a Senior Market Specialist at FXM. Welcome to FXM Market Talk, your trading and finance podcast. Since 1999, FXM has provided global traders access to the world's largest and most liquid markets. Keep listening to get our quality market commentary and analysis. Hello everyone and welcome to FXM Market Talk, your trading and finance podcast. Today is Monday, it's the 26th of June. My name is Russell Shaw and joining me is Nicholas Tsipuris. We are Senior Market Specialists at FXM. I just want to remind everyone that the conversation between Nick and myself is exactly that. It's a conversation. Please don't take that as investment advice. And in that regard, please listen at our disclaimers, which we have at the end of the podcast. Nick, perhaps perhaps a little lighter uh, this week in terms of previous podcasts, although I would still suggest that there is a lot of interesting topics for us to discuss. Yes, uh, I agree with that. I'd like to start off with Fit. Fed Chair Powell testified twice last week. Uh, what did you What did you learn from those testimonies? Yeah, I don't think we learned much new because it was very close to the press conference of the last policy decision. Overall, I think uh, during these testimonies he was more hawkish compared to those press con- to that press conference I referenced, mm-hmm. and uh, he sort of pushed back against the using the word pause, which, uh, again, maybe we're playing a little bit with words, but it does show that uh, there is room for more uh, hikes in his mind since he boosted back against this um, hike. And he did say that it's a pretty good guess that two more hikes uh, may be delivered if the economy evolves as a... Uh, as expected. On the other hand, I, I still think that in his mind he doesn't want to hike, <laughs> and he didn't fully commit to this outlook, this projection for an additional fifty basis points. The the, uh, the market was confused, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I think um, uh, yes, because they did stay on the sidelines, but at the same time they project two more hikes, uh, essentially. So why? do that and he didn't give a convincing why stay on the sidelines now if you are going to hike more again and he did sort of answer that uh saying that speed is not that important anymore uh but definitely not in, in a convincing way it did set I, th- I feel it did set a tone and i think that tone was taken to the next level over the next few days uh, what we subsequently saw was inflation numbers coming out of the UK, and then we saw the Bank of England uh, with the rate hike. Can you just take us through those data points? Yeah, you're right uh, about that. So the Bank of England reaccelerated the pace of tightening uh, with a 50 basis points hike, uh, following some smaller moves. Uh, of course, that was in response to the hot inflation report uh, that you said. Uh, headline stated that 
8.7% in May, still far from the 2% target, uh, while the core reading rose 5.1% and the highest since 1992. Of course, at the same time, we need to uh, put into this equation the strong labor market uh, with elevated wages, which is a particular concern for the BOE and create risks for uh, a price, a wage price spiral. So if you add all of that together, I think uh, the BOE has been behind the curve and took this forceful action to uh, regain control of the situation of the narrative. Uh, whether it has succeeded remains to be seen, but I think that was the intention there. And I think it set up the tone in the market. So we saw perhaps um, risk markets um, starting to take note of all this all this messaging coming out of the central banks and uh, perhaps even some sort of dollar support coming in there. Do you feel that's um, something that is evolving, so to speak? Yes, I, I would say yes. But uh, again, we have a hawkish message uh, convincing. Overall, we've seen a uh, hawkish signal. Mainly we focused on the Bank of England and the... Uh, and its U.S. counterpart, we have seen hockey signals from others as well, but they are data dependent, and some have some hockey signals have been less convincing than others. Um, and there are also potential pitfalls, things that central banks now need to watch out for, uh, and not perhaps over tighten. Let's 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 explore that a little bit further yeah. because this week we actually have the ECB. Uh, Sintra Forum, don't we? Yes. And there's going to be a fair amount of of central bankers there. What's your expectations around the forum? I, I don't think that we should expect any surprise. And I don't think we should expect much more clarity. But even some details uh, could um, help us get a better picture of... Uh, what central banks or at least their uh, presidents are thinking and of course the big uh, day is Wednesday for the event you mentioned where we have uh, the governance of the European Central Bank, the Bank of England, the Fed and the Bank of Japan uh, all speaking on the same panel on Wednesday. Yeah and it's going to be very interesting because we are getting inflation data out this week. I mean I think it's still very much a driver in the market. Um, What's your thoughts there? Yeah, obviously the big one is uh, the PC inflation report from the United States, which is uh, due on Friday. Mm -hmm. Now, the um, that's for May, right? And the April figures had shown an uptick on both core and headline, but the more recent CPI report for May saw the moderation in both. Uh, in any case, I think that inflation is uh, far from the central bank's target, the 2% target, and uh, the core in particular has been sticky for a long time. And it will be, what's interesting for me is how officials, Fed officials react to the numbers that we get. I mean, if they are to hack again, what do they need to see to do that? Or what do they need to see in the inflation numbers in order to not hike? That, that's uh, that's the, the interesting uh, part there for me. And it's not just the core PCE, right? We're getting some inflation data out of Canada and Australia as well. 
Yeah, definitely. And we saw that uh, we had a, in Canada in particular, we had an uptick in uh, the CPI the last time around, the small one, but it was enough to force the uh, the Central Bank of Canada to restart its tightening cycle after having uh, stayed on the sidelines for a while. Now on the on the Australia front, that the monthly uh, print, not the quarterly one, which is the more important one, but it's still interesting to see uh, how it uh, evolves. The last time around, it has increased. It, it was um, a sign, a worrying sign, let's say. And uh, we also have the, the euros on inflation figures. They are the preliminary ones. We know that uh, inflation has decelerated significantly recently in uh, the euro area, but the central bank is not satisfied with the outlook and uh, they believe that it will uh, stay uh, high uh, for a, for too long, too high for too long. Yeah. Um, so they're on a hawkish path uh, there in regards to inflation. So inflation data, very interesting this week. I tell you, for Canada and Australia, what's going to be interesting is uh, just how... Uh, well, how the data comes in, particularly because the central banks, both both central banks, surprised to the upside, didn't they? Yes, exactly. Um, what else are you looking at on your calendar for this week, Nick? Yeah, there are some GDP figures. Uh, we got the United States uh, on Thursday, the final for Q1. Um, you could know that the, U, the U.S. economy is in a good shape, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it will be interesting to see how the, this final reading uh, comes in. Now on the United, on the UK side, uh, it has we can say that the UK economy is in a good shape, but things haven't turned out to be as bad as uh, feared. In fact, the bank does not expect a recession any any longer. But now with uh, more tightening coming in maybe it's still in a precarious position. Yeah, they um, uh, perhaps going to move to 6%, or that's uh, what what markets tend to be looking at. That could yeah. usher in that, uh, that recession you, you're referring to? Yeah, but although it's still early to say whether they're still at 5, so whether it go to 6 or even higher, it's a long way to, you know, to judge that from now, but I don't. I don't think that. Uh, I actually think that they will go to five point five, uh, and potentially uh, higher. So that could be a detriment to the economy. Thank you very much. Anything else um, that you're looking at, Nick? No, nothing else. There are, no, there are quite a few things as always, but these are the main ones. As I said at the beginning, perhaps not quite as meaty as our regular podcast but some uh, very important calendar events that we're going to keep our eyes on nick want to thank you for your commentary fantastic as usual thank you Russell. and if i can just remind our listeners please uh, listen to the regional disclaimers they're coming up next fxm limited www.fxm.com forward slash uk CFDs are complex instruments and come with a high risk of losing money rapidly due to leverage. 
71% of retail investor accounts lose money when trading CFDs with this provider. You should consider whether you understand how CFDs work and whether you can afford to take the high risk of losing your money. FXCM Australia, you can sustain a total loss of deposits. Please refer to our product disclosure statement at www.fxm.com forward slash au. FXCM markets, losses can exceed deposits. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, other information or references to third party sites contained in this podcast are provided on an as-is basis as general market commentary and do not constitute investment advice. The market commentary has not been prepared in accordance with legal requirements designed to promote the independence of investment research and it is therefore not subject to any prohibition on dealing ahead of dissemination. Although this commentary is not produced by an independent source, FXM takes all sufficient steps to eliminate or prevent any conflicts of interest arising out of the production and dissemination of this communication. Past performance is not an indicator of future results.